thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome pilots, you've tuned to the guard frequency because as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 265 of the best damn space sim podcast ever, recorded on Friday, June 21st, and made available for download on Tuesday, July 2nd, 2019, over at guardfrequency.com. I'm Tony. I'm Jeff. And I'm Ken Shadow. And this week's streaming services are brought to you by Henry VIII's Price Chop Streaming Services. Right, Tony? That's right, Brian. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at GuardFreak. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so hit us up and tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at Feeds.GuardFrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything on Friday nights, then you should come join us at 10.30 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency live at twitch.tv slash guardfreak. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? You can always support the show by visiting our website and clicking on the big Patreon logo and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all of our Patreons who support us week on week. We hope you'll consider joining them because the more support we get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. Another way you can help us out is by volunteering to edit our show. That's right. Make us sound slightly less dumb than on our live show that we do every Friday. You can join us by hitting us up on discord.guardfrequency.com or by sending an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Heroes Rise brings you up to date in the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping is done, so let's get on with the show. What have we got in store this week, Tony? In this week's Flight Deck, we bring you all the headlines from Simulated Space, including the latest news from Star Citizen, Elite Dangerous, No Man's Sky, and Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public Radio. After that, we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, with a full pattern around the tower, Ghost Rider. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the Flight Deck. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. Elite Dangerous is gearing up for the next interstellar initiative. LaveCon is coming to a hotel near you, if you live in the Brexit zone, and you newbie pilots have it so easy these days. What with all those nice videos that Frontier publishes. Star Citizen Alpha 3.6 is in the green and leathery hands of the avocados. And new emergent gameplay emerges in the form of hours of video editing. But the results are pretty great. And there are rumblings coming from the direction of the Rebel Galaxy Outlaw compound. An imminent launch may be... imminent. And Hello Games' crowdfunding project has almost hit $6,000. 
so just a quick update from last week. They did uh, name their uh, the charity that they were going to use to uh, or donate to, and it is the Sydney Children's Hospital Foundation. So the group that's saying thank you to Hello Games is going to uh, uh, donate the excess to that charity. And according to the latest update, they've got a f- official photographer. Um, some vendors are talking about how to donate the beer and pizza that they were going to actually buy to be able to increase the amount that they give to the charity. So it's it's kind of become a thing. They've, uh, as of this update, update number four, uh, they've raised uh, $5,300 in change uh, of their $6,000 goal, and there's still uh, several weeks to go. So, um, yeah, so if you are interested, we'll have the link to the uh, GoFundMe in our show notes. And uh, seems like it's taken off. It's kind of a kind of a good cause. So there's that. Then uh, Rebel Galaxy Yetlot, uh, do you guys follow them on Twitter? I see occasionally their tweets. Which would be because you follow them. Uh, no, but I do now. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> so uh, their Twitter has blown up a, a little bit over the last week or so. They uh, uh, were at a retro gaming con in Seattle up near Jeff's neck of the woods uh, last week. They had sort of an impromptu table. It was just a couple of TV screens and a, a, a PC with an Xbox controller out front. But people are apparently able to p- uh, play a build of the game uh, there for a little bit. And they had um, uh, another announcement on the Epic Store that Brian saw. Mm-hmm. Ken Shadow, what, 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 pray tell, what, what is this? What is this business? Rebel Galaxy is free! What? Yeah, the original. I'm sorry, yeah, I'm the one that well. reported that. Wait, you reported that? Yeah. I just heard Ken Shadow say it, though. Yeah, he just said it just a second ago. We can back it and up. I knew it. We'll just replay, tell audio editors <laughs> to replace the yeah. no, I, po- I posted in the chat. We had a big old discussion about it, and and uh, and I start playing it. And so, how cool is the first one, Jeff? Uh, it's pretty cool. It's it's uh, you know, it's fun is what it is. There's no space legs component. There's no it, it's it. There's no up or down either. You're kind of just on a flying. Yeah, on a plane. you're on a flat plane. You're there's no six degrees of motion and and uh whatnot um, you're also flying like a big ship with like side guns and stuff right i kind of yeah. like that i've seen a lot of video of it i haven't actually got it it's just it's just you know it's it's time killer if you're not want to get serious into a game or or if you just want a little downtime or or a little alone time or me time then it, it's a great game to do that with the music is good too yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that little well, rebel uh, south southern rebel rock. I guess I would call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they they definitely kept that music element from the first one, um, and probably a lot of these sort of casual feel for it too. For me, the game was so casual, I never went back to it. I got I got to a mission that I like it. It was I guess I hadn't upgraded enough, or it was like kind of hard to get through, and I just like didn't get back to it. It was a fun game, but I just I just never went back to finish the storyline quest. But um game worked really well and I liked the mechanics of it and the aesthetic was great. If you do your search right, you hit the tilde and you can do uh codes in there, Tony, and and <gasps> Are you suggesting that I cheat? I didn't say that. Oh, oh, oh my I didn't, gracious. I didn't what say a, that. A scandal. Oh what a what a scandal. I'm just saying if you're bored with it, I know that there are people that, that are bored with those kind of things. Me, I'm yeah, enjoying. Me, I'm enjoying it. Just, 
I have. I will confess. I will confess that in, in some games, if I if I buy a game that's been out for a couple of years to play it because friends say, "Oh, it's so totally awesome," but then I get stuck at a spot where I don't know. Well, clearly there's a secret door here somewhere, or I forgot to pick up a particular widget that fits into the the you know the 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 secret door. I'll I will do that. I'll I'll do the console commands to go give me the magic thing to open the door so I can keep going. So maybe I will do that. But uh, yeah. And, but uh, but the other thing, what I did though is I just flew. There's all kinds of stuff going around. There's mining. There's uh, these uh, uh, other things that pop up, and they give you you get make cash pretty quickly. So yeah, there's tons of found missions in that game, and I imagine they're going to keep that uh, feature in Rebel Galaxy Outlaw as well. And the other thing they've been doing uh, this week is they've been blowing up a lot of. Uh, it's been they've been sending out a lot of uh, pictures of in-game explosions and uh, uh, sparkly gun cannon shooty things. So it makes me... It, this this all feels to me like they're gearing up for something, uh, maybe generating a little bit of uh, buzz and excitement among their uh, hardcore fans or their, uh, their uh, you know, uh, active followers and, and that kind of group. So it, it, se- it seems to me like that earlier rumor we had uh, looked at about it, maybe a July release feels right. Uh, it, w- it wouldn't surprise me to see it out in the next month or so. So, uh, but we'll keep an eye on that and an ear to the ground. Uh, and uh, we had some a little bit of Star Citizen news. So, Ken Shadow was going to tell us about uh, the new Evocati release. Right. So, they it's all kind of under wraps, you know, in, in, in NDA, NDA uh, to those who are uh, Evocati um, I am personally not Evocado, and there are a number of leaks that are out on the interwebs that we want to talk <gasps> about really quick. Um, Does this mean that, that because I'm, most... I, I'm an avocado, I have to report you? You should, yes. Huh? Um, yeah, you definitely should. Yeah, you should tell Disco Lando that, that I'm on the show and that uh, he should revoke <laughs> my non-existent Evocati access. Um the, pretty much most of the stuff has kind of been already shown a little bit on Inside the Verse or talked about, but but like the the screenshots coming out of Evocati are really nice. Like the new um, the new space stations that are the uh, the gas stations or whatever look really cool. Much much different shapes than what we're usually usually see for the uh, in game um, space stations. The new shield effects. Uh, this cool ripple effect now that is uh, m- more tightly uh, hugs the hull, um, and uh, the the new uh, VTOL thruster modes people have been showing off too is is very cool. Now I think, uh, and Jeff will 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 vociferously argue about the 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 gameplay implications of the VTOL mode, but the the visual aspects are, are quite quite nice anyway. Well, I did. I, I did see their flight model. I saw the video on the on the uh, on the VTOL. I, I'm not displeased with the effect and the visual of it. I'm just I, I am a bit concerned how they take these ships and and uh, you know they're basically move everywhere in space, and now you're not moving everywhere in in space. That makes a lot of sense <laughs> to me though when you're close to the ground. I mean, a ship like that is. But we already had we already had that uh, um, because of the uh, the way they they presented the new flight model with the thrusters, you know, that they were you know being driven uh, by your engine and and thrust was um, proportionate to the way you were you know whether you were strafing or going forward or going backward, 
you know, that was uh, uh, managed by that new flight model. And uh, so we already had uh, the VTOL capabilities. And now they're saying, well, it doesn't play right. So I I think it's I think it's mostly a looks thing. So, yeah, you're right, Jeff. You're right that they had the they had the existing VTOL stuff. And like, you know, it wouldn't fly right, obviously, if you were if you're in these positions. But the fact that you can get in these positions where you're like nose down, just hovering in air for these like space fighters in atmosphere, it just looked bad. I think that's the reason they changed it. Even though it makes the most sense, because if you're doing a quasi Newtonian thing, you've got the big thrusters on the back to push you and you'd want some big thrusters on the front to slow you down. So standing on your nose in atmosphere to hover almost kind of makes sense. Now the crosswinds, you're right. the the crosswinds would be terrible. The crosswinds would be terrible if you ever driven a minivan across a bridge. You know what I'm talking about. And you also still but, had perfect handling, you know, doing that too. Well, by God, problem. yes, I will. In the 29th century or whatever, I will have perfect handling. Thank you very much for my computer. But I, it is a looks thing, and we'll get to the looks thing here in a minute on the other uh, the other piece of Star Citizen news. But um, but yeah, it, it's mostly a looks thing. The other thing that they were looking for, uh, besides the shields that Brian mentioned, uh, hey Jeff, this will make you happy though. They're apparently working on head tracking now. So supposedly the head tracking is supposed to be fixed up. So my track IR is going to work again? It doesn't say that specifically. It just says head tracking free look. Yeah, uh, okay. So that is that is. I tra- would think. It, so what – I've seen some videos on that as well. And the, 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 the word on the street is that it is adding uh, FOIP integration with track, track IR so that the two of them work together now and you can use track IR. Now – Okay. That, I don't know if that's still it's probably still experimental in Avocati and whether that actually makes it into the release is TBD because I've seen a bunch of bugs people have been reporting but um, they're working on it yeah. so uh, grab bag fun things for everybody a couple things that are still in the known issues part of the leaked patch notes uh, criminality and law system is only partially implemented uh, so they're not interested in getting feedback on it's broken right yet because they know it's not, it's, it's not working and uh, the insurance claim uh, timer is not quite uh, up to snuff yet either. So they've still got some stuff that they're working on before they even have the uh, avocados working on it. So uh, it's still still a work in progress, even though it's on the PTU. But uh, we'll be bringing you more as we learn more. But uh, bringing you more is something that some people at the community are doing. And Brian, you, you sent a video around earlier today. Uh, of a machinima project. Yeah, this is a this is a really cool project. It's actually it seems like it, it's a series been going on for a while, and I've probably saw a past episode, but but this particular episode from um, uh, Sonic Temples um, is is it's episode number six of his um, Hard Space series, and uh, Lando actually retweeted it on Twitter. That's how I saw it, and it is I don't know how to describe it. It, it is it's really good. It's obviously put a lot of effort into uh, framing the shots, setting up the storyboard. It, it, you know, from the credits, it's really just him and like a couple other people doing all of this work, and um, um, doing the post production. Yeah, do, do it. Well, I mean, he has a lot of people probably standing around for the shots themselves. You know, but yes. But the name of the episode is "The Man from Nowhere," and it's got, um, as as Tony put it, a, a spaghetti western vibe. Um, Yes, and it also has a number of uh, what I what would I say like um, 
uh, Mad Max style humorous pieces. You know, if you want to, it's kind of a uh, dry slash um, uh, juxtaposed uh, frame shots, almost Wes Anderson style uh, comedy. Does that does that make sense? Not at all. No, it's a straight spaghetti western. Uh, it, it's, uh, they're, they're, yeah, I, no, there's. I mean, all right. No, no, because no, uh, and this, uh, I, I, I'm just disagreeing with you on the artistic side of Fine. things. Because it's, it's just, it's, it, it's the guy. It's, I'm not, a, I'm not a film expert, so. It, well, it's well, neither am I. But I'm just saying the the it, this was, uh, you know, spoiler alerts here. Uh, Jeff, I think is is watching. It's 17 minutes long, Jeff. So you're not going to be able to watch it while we're doing this. Right. But but um, spoiler alert. Cover your ears if you don't want to hear. You know, earmuffs. Um, but uh, so most of it is the guy walking through a desert. That's most of the. That's most of it. It's about half, and so, yeah, which is most, or it's slightly more than half, which would make it most. So, uh, but but the, the I think the part where, <laughs> yes, I'm being insured. No, um, I thought it was um, funny that like he's always got to be contrary to you, man. He's like, oh, it's not really like <laughs> most of it. It's, it's more more than half. Yeah. Why? Well, you know, it's not like three quarters of it. It's only half. Oh, let's just be right. clear. Okay, yeah. it's not the whole damn so, video. Oh, right, right, right. So. The, but the, the, I think the part that Kitchen is talking about is is that is towards the end when finally something happens. Yeah. Uh, there, well, there was a flashback scene in the middle to break up the walking, which I was thankful. No, for. The, the comedy was uh, apparently some recurring characters on this show, which like the uh, running around in the the salvage ship, the reclaimer. Right. That was the comedy oh, those, aspect. Those and twi- I was thinking, oh, those twinkle- and when I saw this, th- oh. when I saw the scene, I'm thinking that's kind of a Wes Anderson style move. You know, that's what I'm thinking. So, Okay, I, I was un- I was unaware of those re- recurring characters. Uh, my take on it uh, was that the, the, the again spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't watched it. There, there's a, there's two twin women who pilot this salvage ship who showed up for no other reason than to tell the guy to keep walking. <laughs> but when they uh, when because we can't give you a ride because it's ladies only. I think was the line, yeah. which made very little sense at, at all. But anyway, I think it so, was but, just meant to be humorous. I, okay, and it did break up the walking along with the flashback scene, so I was grateful for that for that as well. But but the but the but the it, it my interpretation of it was is that they were uh, is that they were being portrayed as kind of oddballs like that to uh, sort of cover up the fact that the foip isn't exactly a hundred percent. Oh right yeah, because their faces the eyes are a little awful. too wide. They look yeah. creepy. I, I mean, dude. <laughs> well, it's it's there. You know, there's the uncanny valley, right? The oh, they're in valley. that. They are deep in the uncanny well, valley. No, 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 no. They're no, no. They're just to the wrong side of it, right? Like, oh my god, that's so bad, computer. I mean, that's it's like you could. It's almost good. Like they're this close to the uncanny valley. If they can get the eyes and the eyebrows and the cheeks working right, they'd be pretty close to the uncanny valley. But it's clear, they're not there yet. And so it seemed to me that that weird character character portrayal was was for that. But if they're recurring characters, that makes it a little bit different. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going to probably right. I'm going to on all fronts, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, I'll, but I'll, but I'll concede. I'll, if they're recurring characters and they've always been that way, I'll concede to your, uh, to, to your purposeful humor, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh analysis uh, as well. Uh, I didn't know they were recurring, uh, recurring characters. Um, but, but like you, like you were saying, technically, Brian, it's, it's, a, it's fantastic. I mean, you can tell they composed the shots, right? You can tell they said, I want you to walk along like this. I'm going to put the camera like that, and you're going to do this. And it's going to go for 10 seconds, and I'm going to cut out seven, the best seven seconds of it and drop it in here. I mean, you can tell that that's the kind of thinking they were doing when they went into it. Um, and it w- and any with any machinima-type stuff, 
part of the problem is getting the camera controls to work right and understanding them and making them move, like we discussed on the Elite Dangerous uh, video a couple weeks ago. One of the things you can do if you have, uh, if you're good with the camera controls, you can overcome the slight deficiencies in your medium. So one of the things that happened, one of the things I noticed in this is that the combat shots are all very static. Like when p- people are shooting, it's a picture of a gun shooting, pow, 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 pow. Right. And when the ship gets hit, you see the ship fall, boom. So it's it's very static. And th- I think the reason is that you can't do combat real well in Star Citizen yet, not to the point where you could choreograph it yeah, things, uh, things, very well. Things move too fast. You know, in order for you to yeah. capture properly with with the camera, yeah. it takes a little. I've done a little bit of that, and it takes a lot of work. And yeah, um, yeah. I can. And, and also, because of the way, like you know, a bullet hits the the character, and you see a little like flash of the um, the signal blood stuff, right, to show you have a hit. And, and it, it yeah. looks nice when you're playing a game. It's not that realistic. So it yeah. actually it is a more of a suspension of disbelief to just not show the hits. I think too. Right, right, and that's another re- that's another one of those spaghetti western elements, like I was talking about. Like in the olden times, you'd see the the hero character quick draw his gun and he pull it up and he'd aim at some point off camera, and you'd see bang and the smoke would go, sure. and then the camera would cut to the villain, and the villain would clutch his chest and fall over. Yeah, I mean you wouldn't see the whole shot of the bullet and the and then the, the blood spurting out everywhere and him clutching and gasping for breath as his lungs filled with with fluids. Mm, they skipped that part. <laughs> And yeah, that's that's what they're doing here. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I I agree. And that obviously, yeah. that entire last segment was pretty much all that. And I agree that that was yeah. it was well yeah. done. Um, but yeah, but that, that's a comparison between the Elite Dangerous one and this one is that the the husband wife couple who were capturing the alien footage had had a lot of practice framing those fluid dynamic shots in combat and you could tell because they were able to keep the camera centered on either the target or on the shooter ship they were able to pan between the shooting vessel and the target vessel uh, and they were able to capture multiple ships in a frame coordinating an an attack run you can tell a lot of time had been spent just figuring out how to point the camera and how to move the ship around you can't do that in Star Citizen yet you just can't and so uh, the machinima that we're seeing right now is more like this more framed and controlled stuff. Oh yeah, Imagine there, we'll see the combat there, stuff. There later. are some machinimas with combat, but uh, with space combat. But I think I think Star Citizen's strength is the is is the FPS stuff you know, in terms of, of, of the realism yeah. and in terms of the the FOIP. You just literally can't do half of those things in almost any other game on the market. The space stuff you can do in a couple of games, but like this, the the, the FPS stuff with the spaceships is. Star Citizen unique, which makes a lot of sense to focus on that when doing Machinima there. So we'll probably see a lot more of that stuff in the coming months and years. And finally this week, a little bit of Elite Dangerous news. Not a whole lot, but in the game, they are gearing up for the next Interstellar Initiative. And basically all we have so far is the title called The Enclave, which is different from The Club, which is in some of the uh, uh, other fiction, the outside fiction who's sort of pulling the strings behind the Thargoid War and blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. So this is some new shadowy organization called the Enclave that they're going to do. Uh, Jeff yawns, and yeah. yes, quite quite frankly, th- there's not a lot of detail here, and if they're keeping with their same theory, it will be uh, sort of uh, an esoteric sideline sort of a story, not a main uh, galaxy-spanning uh, thing. We might get another new item out of it or something like that. Oh, maybe but, we'll get a gun uh, that doesn't track and you can't see. 
I'm I'm guessing. I'm hopefully maybe we're gonna get the missiles we didn't get last time. That's I mean that's that would be my bet. They they designed the missiles right. They presumably made them work or and tweaked the art maybe a little bit to make it happen and put the UI interface together for them. My my guess is is that it'll be the missiles. Uh, so, but anyway, but that that's coming up. So uh, if you're interested in a little bit of narrative uh, in the in the game, that's going to happen. Um, next up is a little more um, uh, real worldy type things. They've revamped the beginner area, right? They've the, you've got a more of a uh, speaking of enclaves. You've got a little enclave of about ten systems where when you first sign up with a new commander, you can go. You have the option of going to this sort of protected area where only low-ranking commanders can uh, can dock. So that is uh, a new player experience, and Will and Paige, the community managers at uh, Frontier, are basically ranking up a commander uh, from scratch to show you how to do it. They've done two of these so far, and at the end of the second episode, at the end of the second hour, they're in a Viper. So back in my day, after after two hours, you were able to, like, dock and not crash that was that was that was basically where i was after the end of about two hours uh i spent the first weeks in elite in a very small set of star systems yeah barely able to do anything and when i finally got my cobra it was because i think i had access to it from a promotion that i was in right i got the mark four so i I was just working to finally be able to buy that yeah um yeah and it took a while, but I didn't think that was a bad thing. Well, they kind of replicated that experience by restricting or giving you the option to restrict yourself to those group of systems. But it's a much more, I think it's a much more linear and a much more transparent process now. Because like I said, it, it they were they were chatting and having a good time and joshing around and, and exchanging jokes and stuff while they were doing it. It was, it was, I didn't watch the entire two hours. I sort of skipped around to see what they were doing. Um, but they got a hauler and then they got a viper, like pretty quick um and it, it, it just seemed like it was a much more refined experience uh than than i remember back in my day in the olden times how long did it take you to bump up to the next ship jeff do you remember oh quite a while yeah it, was, it wasn't an hour after gameplay you were in, the, in a new ship no, right no it was yeah. not yeah so uh it's a much more if, if you if you've if you're if you've been on the fence and you're wondering and if you see elite dangerous go on sale uh, we have often talked about the steep learning curve, how it's a very punishing and unforgiving first few weeks. I think, at least just by watching their videos, they've done a lot to address that. Um, they're still not holding your hand, but... Uh, you... Well, auto takeoff, auto land is holding their hand. Okay, well, they're, yeah, they're holding your hand on that. And they are giving you some missions from the from the corner window, you know, from, the, from your email now that tell you what to do. So they are holding your hand on that. And they are keeping the worst of the predators away with their new enclave sort of system. So they are holding your hand. So they're they're not carrying you. Okay, they're holding your hand, but they're not carrying you through the through the early game experience. Um, so if you if you got somebody who's been staying away because they've heard that it's it's hard to to get a hold of, that's less true than it once was uh, now. So I think they've worked to address that. Um, finally, I don't know. I'm taking a quick poll here. How many of you live in England? That would be not me. Me neither. Yeah. How many of you? How many of you live in not England? I live uh, in not that'd England. Be me. Currently. Uh, okay. All right. Just just to clarify. Um, so Lavecon is going to be taking place uh, in England. Uh, so 
not for us. But for those of, of you listening to the show from across the pond, uh, that'll be from July 5th to July 7th. Um, and, uh, you know, tickets are available uh, via their website, which we'll put a link to the show notes. But I did want to mention this because there's an extremely important warning uh, condition of attendance that I wanted to highlight that I think is, is, uh, is important <clears throat> from the official event webpage. Um, nakedness. We are not sure why anyone would think it is a good idea to be naked at a convention, but apparently it happens, so please don't. We are not the morality police. If you want to flash some skin, that's fine. Just make sure all the relevant parts are covered up. I don't so, get it. Who goes to the con naked? I mean, I could see ending up naked at the end of the con. I've been to some Star Trek cons. I think but... that they're trying to avoid that, too. I think that that's... I don't know about the naked part, but drunk, yes. Drunk, yeah, naked. naked and I'll have to go back to see what they said about being drunk at the con. I'm not sure that the, that one didn't catch my eye quite as much as the whole having a warning specifically about being naked at the con. I thought I thought that was an important important point to bring up. So Remember, pilots, keep your wiener away if you're going to visit LaveCon. Yeah, just you know, wear, wear a flight suit at all times. I think that's how we should. <laughs> yeah. I think that's how we should. Uh, put that so. Uh, keep all your uh, uh, body parts tucked in uh, within the ride, and uh, don't stick anything out. So, um, but yeah. So if you're if you're if you're uh, if you want to party with uh, Spider Mind Games, I think is uh, helping sponsor that. Spider Mind Games, who uh, publishes the Elite Dangerous role playing game, which we play every week on the show, and provided us with uh, some complimentary materials, uh, resource books for us to do that. So thank you to them. And they're uh, sponsoring uh, LaveCon here, too. So uh, if you're out there, you want to buy a ticket, that's great. I don't know if you if, if anybody want. I came across this recently. That I was looking up some other stuff. But back in, uh, back in 2002, there was this game uh, that Westwood Studios put out um, that was run by EA called Earth and Beyond. And... Um, uh, was closed down in 2004, but everybody loved the game. I don't know what what uh, EA's decision was to do that, but uh, I recently found out that somebody has got an emulator up and running, and uh, you could play Earth and, uh, a real early space MMO um, called Earth and Beyond. If anybody's interested in, in checking out, but is this but is this a space sim? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. You fly a ship. Yep. You fly a ship. Oh, all right. Okay. With a joystick. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, you can. Uh, I, you can. You can hack it to fly with a joystick. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you can hack. You can hack an emulator to fly with a joystick. All right. <laughs> At this point, we're into the whole. Well, it's just if you it's, get it's it. easier. The the you you have the movements, but it's easier to just play it with a keyboard and a mouse. Yeah, it really looks like it. a keyboard mouse kind of game. I'm looking at pictures of it. it looks cool though. Yeah, it was very in in 2002. This was the this was the you know, state of the art. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Now, if you're if you're having to hack an emulator to make a joystick work, you're basically at the point where if you gather enough glass, you can smelt it into a uh, gather enough sand, you could get you could smelt it into a glass screen, and then you can put silicone together and you know stamp out chips. For some of us, that's fun. Yeah. Like figuring out how to get that uh, joystick working. To me, to me, my son just—we uh, have a Wii U, and he wanted to play Breath of the Wild uh, in HD, and so he rooted it or whatever is what he did. He's complaining to me the whole time about it, so I'm just like, "That sounds like work. What are you doing?" 
it's not like the old days when you had to do extended memory for on your 386 to make X-wing go. <laughs> that was real. Work. Yeah. That was that was real computing. Yeah, get a game this, and you get you this, get like 40 hours this. of entertainment out of it, and 31 of them are trying to get it to run. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the good old days. All right. Well, now that we're all caught up on space sim news, let's get caught up on space news with Galactic Public Radio. Good evening. From Galactic Public Radio on NC, I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. Major changes to the Alliance Constitution follow in the wake of the Kincaid scandal. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Spencer. Prime Minister Edmund Mahon has announced the formal dissolution of the office of the President of the Alliance. After voting to charge former President Gibson Kincaid with multiple felonies, an extensive network of government, military, and civilian corruption was linked to his administration. Sensing that the disruption to existing social order was less troublesome than letting the rot fester, the Assembly voted overwhelmingly to tear out the entire branch of government. The Prime Minister stated, quote, Recent events have made it clear that the presidential position is open to misuse, which places the integrity of the alliance at risk. The defunct office of the Alliance president will now be restructured. Many emissaries will be retained to serve as the non-political ambassadors they were intended to be. End quote. Counselor Elijah Beck, widely considered an elder statesman in Alliance politics, has resigned his seat in order to guide the restructuring effort. Most expect Beck to be appointed to the new office when his work is done. Commentators are concerned that in the short run, the loss of consistency in foreign affairs will lead to border friction, trade disputes, and general unhappiness with the alliance diplomatic effort. But in the long run, the office was largely ceremonial, which was probably why Kincaid was able to hide his machinations for so long. Without real responsibilities or expectations, Kincaid was frequently given carte blanche to run his office as he saw fit. One way to ensure that the presidency stays true to alliance policy is to give it some policy responsibilities. Ironically, many are wondering if the reforms Kincaid was willing to kill to see will eventually materialize after his fall from grace. In related news, the Alliance also voted to appoint Admiral Tahir West of the Tianisla fleet to join the Council of Admirals. As the replacement for Frederick Yamamoto, West will be the fourth occupant of that seat in the last two years, with his three predecessors having been assassinated, convicted of murder, and now charged with treason. Admiral West did not return GPR's request for comment. From the Alioth System for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Smooth. Tilbury Construction, who ordered 4,000 Imperial slaves to construct a water treatment plant, has revealed itself as a front company for an anti-slavery activist group. Garrett Klein, who held himself out as Tilbury's CEO, told GPR, quote, the true purpose of Tilbury's construction was to provide liberty. As members of the group Autonomy, we renounce institutionalized abuse and fight for human dignity. I am proud to say that we have returned 4,000 enslaved people to freedom, so they may live their lives however they wish. End quote. According to Klein's statement, the slaves were taken to the outskirts of Port Isabella and set free. Imperial officials, speaking to GPR anonymously, 
said that extra-contractual manumissions like this cause serious administrative headaches in most cases. One official said, quote, most of these people sold themselves into regulated government slavery for good reasons. Debt, plea bargains for nonviolent crimes, or as a result of patronage discipline. If they were set free without some sort of social network backing them up, it means that they are likely to be back at the recruiting office next week. End quote. The Autonomy Group, which is not affiliated with Princess Aisling Duval's Unchained movement, has a history of small-scale violence in its operations, but has never undertaken a liberation of this size. Finally, in local news, Guard Frequency Response has once again beaten back the illegal interdictions near Sherpov Hub. Associate Director Richard Clemens told GPR, quote, For the moment, the conservatives of Teleala have conceded our rights to manage the hub but we fully expect them to try to disrupt operations down the line. However, if we practice prudent risk management and keep our constituents' and customers' interests first, we'll hold up in the long run." End quote. As of this broadcast, no criminal charges have been filed with the system authorities. Until the next turn of the worlds for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night. Tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. He was sending a, a communication oh. he shouldn't. Where where was he? In the building over there. The building the colonel's running he ran towards? In the AI building, right? No, you're in the Yeah, he's in the, he's in the, yeah, he's right in there. And so she uh, she was a colonel! And right as she says colonel, the colonel gets to the door. And the colonel opens the door, and the colonel is shot. It's Henry's fault. Why is it my fault? Now what? Now what? I step in front of Vellis protectively. Okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and draw my weapon, my uh, my okay. SMG, and I'll I'll actually start going towards that building now. Yeah, okay. My SMG is already drawn. Um, I see right. Adira. Um, yeah, I see that Adira is kind of guarding Vallis. So in my mind, Vallis mm-hmm. is good. So I'm bolting um, along with Roland towards that uh, building where the colonel just got shot. Okay. And Henry, where are you going? I'm following him with guns out. Okay, following guns out. All right. So you, uh, Adira has Vallis. The three of you head towards the door. I need everybody to roll initiative, please. That's a 12 for me. Right. I got a six, which is nice. not as good. Has any of those numbers? <laughs> so it looks like uh, Rexford is first with the twelve, and then we've got uh, Morgan with a nine and an eight for Hira and a six for Hale. I have to come up with different letters for you guys because I got a Roland and a Rexford and an Ale and an Adira, so two R's and two A's, and that's not convenient. Uh, okay, so. Uh, Rexford is up first, and you arrive at the door. I'm presuming I'm going to you're going to use your movement, and you'll start your turn at the door jam. The, the door, the door closed after after he got shot. So at your feet is the colonel, uh, wounded but apparently alive. Door is closed. What do you want to do? 
Uh, is the colonel? I'm assuming the colonel is on the ground in front of the door. Yeah, he he's, he he got hit and, and collapsed basically okay. once. Um, so as I get to the door jam, I'm going to kind of grab. Uh, where did he get shot? Uh, roll of medicine. That guy must have rolled a one. He's down from one hit. <laughs> he's still <Three>. alive. <laughs> Three. Uh, there's there's blood, so you know it's a kinetic <laughs> weapon. Uh, and it hit him in the but, body. But you're, yeah. But you're also a little worried about the door opening up again, so you're not taking a real close okay. look. Uh, well, I'm just going to grab him kind of not mid-chest, but, you know, up in the shoulder. Just kind of grab him and pull him kind of away from the front of the door so he's onto the side. Okay, so as your action, you're kind of grabbing and hauling him yeah, away. just so that the doorway uh, is that's free. What, right, so uh, we'll, we'll say you can get five meters away. So are you taking it straight away from the door, or are you can take it off to one of the sides? Um, kind of along the the side so okay so you're gonna drag him along the side yeah, of the building so not straight uh, out, out, out so if okay. yeah okay all right so that'll be your okay. turn movement action you're, you're done all right next up is gonna be morgan so the door is closed is that what you were saying door is closed uh, door the door uh, the colonel opened the door he got shot the door closed he fell down or of course he moved him what's the door made out of it's a slidey type door it's like 34th century. If I shot at it. Would bullets go through? Uh, you can test. You're not entirely. You don't know. You have a shot at do one of these. Do we want to kill this yet. guy or do we want to trap you this Jimmy guy? Dwarf the, you Jimmy Dwarf the crowbar. So um, Henry's right behind me. Yep. Ale's right behind me. All right. So I think my plan would be shoot at the door and then pull it. To, pull it off. It's a slidey, right? Can I pull it off the door? It's, and, it's, it's like a you know, it's like a slidey. Yeah, door. yeah. And I I open it as I as I as I as I pull back. Is that is that possible to do in an action? It's not. It's not a hinge door. It no, no, no. no. I, but I don't want to yeah. be in the doorway when I open it, right? Oh, okay. That's my point. Okay. So I want right. to. I want to fire as I'm opening the door. If that's. I'm not looking for accuracy. I just want to distract people so that potentially Henry can get up there and get a line of get a shot on somebody that is ducking for cover when I shoot the door. How about that's this for distraction? Can Adira throw one of those grenades in without pulling the pin? To like bluff him, <laughs> and when he looks at that, we just storm in there and cap him in the feet. I do have one in my hand, but I'm not. I, over I, there I was with thinking you guys. about throwing. She, she's not. She's not quite there. She's not quite there yet, and it's it's Morgan's turn. I was considering so Morgan... throwing a grenade in, but I am not going to throw a grenade in because it's full of sensitive communications equipment. Well, my point was to not pull the pin, throw it in there and distract him. He'll be like, "Oh shit, grenade!" And then we charge in and shoot. All right, him. Yeah, I, I didn't think but, of that. But, we're in we're in initiative order and can, and we're it's the heat of the moment. So can I do can uh, so I do what can, I wanted to do? You you can uh, I'll tell you what what you can do is is you can open the I'll let you open the door from the side and then take a shot in there uh, at dis we're uh, gonna you're gonna roll with a negative three. That's fine. Okay, yeah. So I'll let you open the door. There's like a free action and attack with a negative three. All right, I'm, we'll see what I'm rolling. All right, I got an eleven. All right, minus three off of that would be an eight, which is still good enough uh, to hit uh, the the individual that's inside. You open the door, you see kind of a shadow. He's waiting for somebody to open the door, but you you just kind of hit and kind of look, and then you hit aim around spray, and you manage to wing him. Uh, go ahead and roll damage. Remind me again I roll damage. Uh, so, with your weapon, you've had, is it the, you it's got this, the, this 50 the SMG? It's the K33 Multifire SMG. Right, so you're gonna roll a. Is it? Uh, uh, damage you, you is one d10 score. plus burst. So right, and you exceeded his his score by one. Okay, so, so I do. I do. You get it. You get two d10. So I got fifteen. Uh, okay, so you don't really, you can't really see what happened, but you sense. Oh, oh sorry. You sense that my you did good. My burst is forty ten, by the way. 
Hmm? Right. So you can. So if if you exceed his uh, armor rating, his do, his dodge uh, rating. Ah, uh, okay. Four, I didn't get that high. You can add up too. So yeah, you only you exceeded it by one. So you got to your burst damage uh, when you meet it. Then you get a yeah. Got it. Got you. You get one d ten per one above the thing. Mm-hmm. Got you. Correct. Okay. Yep. So, uh, so that's that's a good. That, that was good. You sense you did. You, you sense you, you got him good. You sense you sense you not just winged him. You got him pretty good. Excellent. All right. So uh, that'll be your turn. And so then uh, Henry was right behind uh, uh, Morgan, and so now it's your turn. The door is now open. You heard kind of a from the inside, uh, and now Ken Shadow was sort of ducked out of the way on the opposite side of the door from the way. Uh, uh, Rexford pulled the colonel. Okay, and the colonel, does he need, like, immediate attention? Can I tell? You don't I'm, know. I'm coming you, you up on know. the scene. I'm worried about him, too. That's Vallis's friend. Okay. And if Ken Shadow's already tagged that guy, um, maybe I'm going to, like, fall down in, on this dude and see if I can help him. Like, jump down okay. next to him. Uh, all right. Uh, do you want to... I think I have in, a medical uh, pack or something, medicine? right? I, I think everybody has a medical right, pack. So I'm going to run medicine or roll medicine. Pack. Okay. I got a five. You get a five. I don't. Uh, med pack does not give you a bonus to it. That's only to help stabilize. Um, but I think if you roll the five, so uh, med packs are single use. Yeah, they're single use. Uh, I think you just. I think you raise him by five points as well. I didn't look up the. I didn't look up the med pack the, thing. Yeah, I can't, the the med pack gives you a bonus. Um, the DC to stabilize on an energy weapon is eight, and a kinetic weapon is ten. Ah, okay. So, and actually, a med pack is not a one-shot item. But that's just a flat one. I don't know how much the med pack gives you yeah. as a bonus, though. Yeah. Um, oh, it's not one use? No, it's multiple you use. You told us wrong it's... on the last adventure. Well, I'm I'm making stuff as I go, because I want to. Because I'm the GM. Do what I want. <laughs> Red Barnes had to use the wrapper, damn it. <laughs> Well, I think I think I think he I think he wanted to use it twice in one turn. Oh, I think that, that was I, I think that was, yeah I think he wanted to use it twice in one turn. It yeah, lets you use, use it about five the, times. A standard med pack lets you use your medicine skill to treat injuries. So I think you just use yeah, the medicine on a skill. turn. Yeah, to you, you attempt you attempted you saw it was a bullet wound. You attempted to treat it. Uh, he's he doesn't gain any points back. He but he does not appear to be in immediate danger of dying. Um, but, uh, but he's, he's, he's not, he's not great. I mean, he's not, he's not going to go running marathons here at the moment. Uh, the bullet, the bullet went, the bullet went in, he missed his heart, but it's, it's a, it's a chest wound. And, uh, with a roll of five, you can't tell exactly what internally is going on right now. So I basically just looked at it and said, gross. And it's somebody else's turn. No, yeah, I mean, he's, you, you now, yeah, well, you did that too, but you also, you also have some more knowledge now, now that you've had attempted to treat it. You know that he is. It's not likely to be immediately cool. fatal, but probably not a good idea to leave him there on the ground for an extended period. Gotcha. Of time. It's not going to get better on its you own. You tried to Put help him, and you ended up just sticking your finger in the hole, <laughs> wiggling it around a little. <laughs> this feels bad. Does that hurt? Oh, dude, I bet that hurts so bad. In there, you should get that checked out. <laughs> it is gross. Is that bone? Gross. Does your Does your army medical plan cover this kind of thing? I don't know. All right. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> all right, so uh, all right then. Uh, now it's Adira's turn. You are covering a Valis, covering Valis. Okay, um, I attempt to drag her to cover. Uh, she is not exactly resisting that. Where do you want her to go? Is there a I don't know, like a porta potty or something around me? 
No. That helps with bombs. So I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's the bomb store. You can go there. I'm not going back <laughs> uh, in there, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, no, there's, basically, there's basically six buildings, and they're all roughly the same size and shape. They're just they're prefab, not fancy. Uh, there's the... the con- the communications place that's you're attacking right now. There's the sort of the headquarters building that the colonel and the um, and Valis are in. There's the uh, uh, mess hall, the bomb store, and then the AI building. I'm not necessarily uh, thinking to pull her inside somewhere. I was just thinking like behind a wall so that I could still see what was going on. You want to you, you want to drag her behind the command post, yes. the building she was in. All right, so she's not exactly. I mean, she's you know, as far as you can tell, she. Uh, uh, she has her sidearm, and that's about it. She's not equipped for a firefight, uh, so she's she's letting you kind of pull her around the side there, and and she's asking you, is is the colonel okay? What happened? Did someone check on the colonel, and just sort of like shouting, shouting, you know, shouting orders. Check on the colonel. Get him out of there. And she's letting you kind of. She's taking cover with you because she doesn't want to get shot. Either. Yeah. All right. Can so we, you move her around the corner. In the hole. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> All right, so we're back up to the top, to the top of the order, and that would be uh, Mr. Rexford. Oh, I'm sorry, no, no, the bad guy gets the bad guy gets a chance. Uh, he is going to he's going to take a shot at uh, Roland out the door. He's going to try to move around inside the building a little bit and try to come around the corner. I think he is going to have to do a check here to see if he can actually get a shot off. And no, he cannot. He cannot successfully. Uh, navigate the furniture and other stuff inside the building to get a clear shot at Roland, who is not making himself uh, uh, very visible by ducking around the corner of the door. So uh, he, uh, he he's not going to get a chance to attack this turn because he's not going to just run out, but uh, he'll kind of duck and cover behind there. All right, so now, Mr. Rexford. Um, seeing that the colonel is now stable, um, I'm going to move to the other side of the doorway. Um that mm-hmm. Roland is not on, um, and attempt mm-hmm. to take a shot at the person that's in there. Okay, I'm gonna have you roll a perception check first because he was specifically using his turn inside there to like take more cover to get under better cover because he couldn't get under. Cool. He couldn't get a shot at at uh, at more. Okay. Uh, perception is a nine. Uh, okay, yeah, you you see him. You see him that he's trying to kind of take. Uh, he's kind of trying to ducking down behind the sort of main entry desk. Uh, whatever, but you take a you, you do spot him, so go ahead and take a okay. shot. Uh, I'm taking a shot with my SMG, which is kinetic. And that's actually gonna be a twelve. Oh, oh yeah, you do exceed his his defense is a seven, so you you definitely. Oh, okay, so this is gonna be what's it one so forty ten. Oh, you got yeah. Mm, he's not this boy. This, mm, yeah, twenty six. That'll do. That'll do for him. <laughs> that'll do for him. You. He tried to hide. Did. I mean. Did. Did decent at it. But you spotted him. You kind of knew where he'd probably be. You know. Not a lot. Not a lot of places to hide. You line him up. You take him down. Now we have to he soak is. the servers in rice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Well. Yeah. No. You both. You both did pretty well. I mean. There's. A, there's some collateral damage. But. Uh, but. You know. As far. You know. For a gunfight in an enclosed space. Not bad. You know, there's not, not uh, very very little extra uh, uh, plastic pieces lying uh, around. Quick so, question. Just, all right. Uh, does yeah. Burst take more ammo, or is it still just one it, ammo it's, point? No, okay. it's it's just one. It's just it, it's it's a calculation of how many how many shots of that burst actually fall. Cool. Got it. How many bullets are in a clip? 
I have four in mine. Right, your your ammo rating on your gun tells you how many basically trigger pulls you have. Yeah. Ah. So okay. if you yeah, so yeah, it, it it'll you know it you you pull the trigger, a certain number of bullets come out, yeah. and then your burst damage tells you how many of those actually. I'm assuming I've got sixteen back. rounds because I've got four shots, and each shot can be potentially four hits. That so. would that would be a good way to think about it mathematically. Yeah, yeah. So. Or it could be that you have 32 rounds and then each bullet is five points. I don't know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, but... Got it, I got it. The practical effect is he is now a uh, Swiss cheese chunky salsa mixture on the Worse floor. Worse off than the colonel. Of this thing. He's much, yes, uh, being dead, that is widely considered to be worse off. Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendly! So let's just be friendly! Some say he accidentally got coated with an oxide layer, and that he's very annoyed by it. But no one knows he's called the shiv, and he'll put together this week's feedback. Electricity joke. I'm down. I'm yeah, down. At least he didn't spill water on it, huh? It wasn't all that funny, but I, it was actually, I actually got it. Uh, recap of our last week's community question. What was your favorite sweet nothings whispered during Pillar Talk? And what is happening in Elite Dangerous beside our little border war? Sean Newboy writes in, Clarification to last week's feedback. Not all the games all the time, but keep watching them and updating us on all of them a little bit at a time. A couple relevant bits per show. CI should surprise early backers with some bonuses at time of launch to cover the loss in prestige from some of the new options available on some of the ships. I agree. What do you think about that one, Jeff? I absolutely. I like that one. Yeah, that's a... It, yeah. It's not going to happen, though. But uh, I, no, I no, agree no, it would be no awesome if it help. did. He continues, I've managed to get Star Citizen working again up to a point. Two game experiences and two crashes. What is there looks very nice, but some of the controls could be clearer. An official printable key map would be very nice. Absolutely. Any plans to add yourself to Spotify? Wonderful job, everyone. Well, except for not saving the kernel. Well, now, now hold okay. on. Now hold you know, you know no spoilers, Henry. But you know you have to listen. I, my words were the colonel was shot. I uh, you know that that's not didn't say he was killed. Didn't say he was he was decapitated. He was he was shot. So just I don't know if you get to it this week or next week. But you'll be there. You'll, you'll get there. And as far as Spotify goes, we had this discussion um, uh, back in the Priority One days. I was a little I was opposed to it back then. Still opposed to it now a little bit. Mostly because we lose control of our file. Um, uh, when you hand it over to a, a service like Spotify, they can package it. They can uh, inject put advertisements ads, in can, it. Yeah. yeah, they can. They, you lose. You, you you trade distribution for a loss of control. Um, I, I don't. It's not a thing that I, I like. If people are not finding us because they only listen to Spotify, I think that that would be a problem. But our audiences, they're people that like space sims and guard and uh, and Star Citizen and Elite Dangerous and that kind of. I think people who want to listen to us are looking for stuff like us. So not being on Spotify isn't necessarily a big deal. Uh, if we were trying for a broad-reaching audience, missing out on a platform like that would be a problem. But, but Tony, what, what about the competition? All those other spaces in podcasts that people are listening to because they're on Spotify. Oh, I, you know, I, I, I toss and turn nights about that, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find a way to, to, to push on. We don't have to worry about other podcasts. We are the best damn space sim podcast ever. It's in the show. There's no way we could say it if it wasn't true. We have a lawyer on staff. That's right. If it wasn't true, I would sue us. There you go. There we go. It's proof's in the pudding. Rebel writes in and says, good show, guys. Thanks. 
I just rediscovered this note I wrote while listening to the show a few weeks ago. I was going to write a long thought out post slash rant about it, but after the show, but got sidetracked and forgot. Anyhow, I just came across it again and thought I would just share the righteous indignation I experienced while listening. Um, and here's the quote. <clears throat> CR just can't bloody wit. If he doesn't code and manages the project, they mule about it, and he apparently doesn't know how games are made these days. If he does get into the thick of programming, then they whine. It might be whinge. They whinge. It might be whinge, whinge, whine. Then they whinge the project and mismanaging as he's coding instead of managing. It probably comes across stronger than I really meant it, but it reflects my thoughts at the time. He does have a point there. I mean, you're going to think about what they're doing no matter which way they go. We're going to talk about it. My point from 20, in 2015 on has been there have been management miscues. Chris Roberts may be a, a solid programmer. I don't know. I can't judge one way or the other. But I think the consensus, at least uh, in the wider media and you know, in my little brain, he's, he's not a good manager. He's probably great at the creative director stuff. He has good ideas and very passionate vision about what he wants to see. But as, as a manager, I think he, he leaves things to be desired and and should let go of some of those tasks. And like I said, hopefully with the investors, some of those things are happening. And uh, I wouldn't say that he's not a good manager. What I would say is that because he's done uh, movies and games before, and I know he's managed those projects, what I would say is that the scope of the work has expanded too fast for him to manage. Right. It's almost like it's unmanageable at this point, that he can't manage it and isn't managing it well. Yeah, I, I don't think we have like, either, any of us have the right perspective for that. But I think he has hired a pretty good team of people of industry veterans that seem like they are they are doing the work correctly and doesn't listen to them. I, I, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. I don't. I don't think we. I don't think any of us have perspective on that. I think you can argue he's made some mis missteps in the past, but I think, but as far as current capabilities, I don't think. I don't think we have that information. Ken from Chicago writes in and says, "My favorite pillar talk moment, besides its existence, filling the role of ten for the chairman, but adding other major CIG department heads in the mix, is confirmation that full persistence signals no more wipes, aka soft launch for Star Citizen. In a world of guard frequency response civil war, there is no other news that comes close." to justify being reported. Not worthy, thumbs down, crying laughing face. I think that's what that is. Uh, especially since Distant Worlds 2 has fallen out of the limelight, is that still going on? Uh, yeah, actually, just concluded. Distant Worlds 2 just concluded. Uh, they, all those guys should be coming back to the bubble. Uh, by the way, Squadron 42 is coming out in 2020, this time for sure. Thumbs up, crying laughing face. Uh, um, the Persistent Universe, and, and that was in there, um, the Persistent Universe is already here in Alpha stage. It will be truly persistence, persistent once full persistence is finished. My guess is also 2020. They can't have stuff disappear in Squadron 42. Rocket ship, thumbs up. So I, I would actually kind of like to argue with Ken from Chicago here. So one of the things I talked about in Pillow Talk is putting persistence in. And <laughs> he said Pillow he Talk. He did. He said, he said Pillow Talk. He yeah. said Pillow Talk. Yeah. I'm sorry, I, I used I used Tony's euphemism accidentally. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, okay, yeah. pillar talk, which should be pillow talk. But, uh, but I, I'm sorry. All right. oh, uh, pillar and All right, stone. When we're talking pillar about pillars. Stone. Anyway, yeah. the, uh, the the they did mention yeah. So the the persistence means less wipes, but it means less. In that, I think they're still going to be wiping between major revisions. They're just not going to be wiping uh, wiping dot revisions anymore. 
So they're still going to, I don't think it's going to be fully persistent. And, and I think Chris Roberts' plan is that full persistence really kind of starts closer to the beta. Yeah, they, they said the two things that they needed for, quote, soft launch or minimum viable product, however you want to term these things, was it was full persistence and uh, server meshing. These were the two things that had to happen before they could consider themselves sort of a running universe, uh, a permanent you know, persistent universe. So we are, we're, until those things happen, we can't talk about soft launch or talk about the end of server wipes because testing the persistence will, I'm sure, entail restarting it once they figure out what well, bugs and, are going and, on. And I believe that they'll probably do a wipe after the beta is over and they go into, into release. Those that have not been playing or joined or pledged they'll cry foul or something about not being able <laughs> like that's gonna stop them well, they did, they people did being kind upset of, so Jeff they did kind of mention this at last year's Citizen Con and they, they basically said we're going to get to a point um, in the beta where we think the game is stable enough to just keep going and then we're just not going to reset it anymore and it'll, it'll continue yeah. on to to, um, to final so um, I, I agree that I don't think we're anywhere near not resetting. And even once we get these features, Tony mentioned that I think they're still going to continue to reset on dot patch release on, on yeah. major vision releases. But Agreed. but Jeff, I think we're going to get there before the official you know quote unquote release. And, and you think about it from a psychological perspective, you want people in the beta testing it, straining it, finding out where the cracks are, figuring stuff out. So if you tell them at some point in the beta, we're going to stop resetting things, you'll encourage people to get in earlier so that they get those head starts. And I'm sure that they're going to publicize it and, and make people aware of their opportunities and all kind of stuff so that the the, the the whinging will be kept to a minimum, but I, but psychologically you want to stop wiping at some point during the beta to get people in it and playing it. In general feedback, Pringle writes, our move to Unreal won't delay development. Calder on line one. Oh, another haiku. This of course being a reference to the Calders who invested all the money, uh, 46 million bucks in Star Citizen. And he puts a link to a tech Raptor, article which is based on a Wall Street Journal article which is about Amazon shuttering some chunks of its game development studios and uh, you know anonymous sources and industry gossip and so on uh, point to Lumberyard being the source of the discontent. So there's uh, questions swirling about uh, as to uh, the future of Lumberyard at Amazon and it's not panning out as they uh, intended two of the three games that they announced using the Lumberyard engine that were uh, being developed internally at Amazon have been canceled. Um, or at least one's been canceled and one has kind of gone dark, uh, but it may still be an alpha, something along those lines. Anyway, some uh, people have 60 days to find new jobs within Amazon or they are fired. The games themselves seem a little on the casual side, so maybe it was just lack of resources to for that scale of engine, you think? Amazon makes like $11 billion a week. I mean, if they wanted to scale it up or have the resources to yeah, it, they could, they, they could, you know, Jeff Bezos could snap his fingers and money. Yeah, but it, it's a business, though. Like, it, why would you throw that much money at a casual game if it's not going to make the money back, right? They'd rather just, which what they did, they just killed it off because they realized it would take too many resources. Right, yeah. But it, it, the, the question sort of, then you start 
that starts to snowball, right? Like Stadia is a good example here. They're trying to build an ecosystem where people think of developing for Stadia. So they're launching with all these features and uh, announcing partnerships and trying to get people excited about the platform uh, to to get them to uh, design for that environment. So people come to it. First, the developers come to it, and then they hopefully theoretically bring the customers with them. I, Amazon was trying to do the same thing. Hey, we've got our own engine, which we will license to you for free as long as you use our back end, which the idea being is that as you scale up and make money and get players, you'll start to, quote, pay for those services as you get paying customers and we'll all share and be happy and wonderful. That model may be in somewhat in jeopardy if they can't get uh, developers to come on to their platform and, and demonstrate how this can be a winning proposition for all concerned. It's more concerning when they can't even get their own studio to do it. I mean, they would have the most uh, incentive to make that go for as long as possible because as a first-party studio, theoretically, they would know the ins and outs of the system. They would know the strengths and weaknesses. They would know how to develop a a game and a back-end that showed off its strengths and hit its weaknesses. Doesn't seem to be happening. So it's concerning to game industry type folks. It was it rated a an article in the Wall Street Journal, which then Tech Raptor sort of echoed, and that's what Pringle uh, cited for us. So could be a thing. Will it affect the development of Star Citizen? Maybe they've got the license, they've got the software. Even if Amazon stops supporting it, you know they're they're already making changes to it anyway. It's not like they don't have any people that don't know how to work the CryEngine anyway. So it just may give it the. The theory behind jumping to Amazon that CIG stated publicly was they're investing in the areas that we believe will support our game in the future, like network connectivity, multiplayer support, all that stuff, the stuff that CryEngine was weak on. Um, And that may not happen to the extent that maybe CIG was sort of believing it would. And this week's community question. Do you think Rebel Galaxy Outlaw is coming out in July? Are you going to play the original for free? What's your favorite guacamole from the avocados? And otherwise, how is the show? Should we initiate our interstellars or do we need to send our avocados in for additional testing? Drop us an email, a tweet, or a comment on our show's post, which you can find on our website and look us up on Discord. And that brings us to the end of episode 265 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 266 on July 2nd. 2019. So be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We'd like to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Copy-Pasting for Vallis Lowmaster, our artist, Ben Sanderclaus, and of course, our audio engineer, Hit Squad, Mikey Lennon and Bill Hardy. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and a special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. And I'm Ken Chano, and this week's streaming services are brought to you by Henry VIII. Price. What? This is last week's joke. Go ahead and read it over. Jeff sang in it. I don't want to. You know, let's like try Henry VIII, I am. Is that the. Yeah, that's that what he sang. That's what he sang. We, well, I want to try it without the singing. I want to see how it sounds without the singing this week. <clears throat> is it You're just too Henry lazy to write a new joke. Chopped streaming. I, I was thinking there was more to it. Sorry.
No, it's just priced because that's he cut off people's heads. Yeah, I yeah, get his okay. wife's heads. Yeah, people. Um, yeah. And I'm Ken Shadow, and this week's streaming services are brought to you by Henry VIII's Price. Pri- I can't even say it. <clears throat> if you like what you hear, you. Why can't I talk tonight? Why can't I talk tonight? It's <clears throat> all the drinking. Uh, yeah, it probably is. If you like what you hear, you can sub 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 sub. It's the <clears throat> drinking. It's definitely. That sounds like it's, that it's sounds too much like ca- actually. It's probably too much caffeine. Oh, okay. Uh, after that, we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, with a full pattern around the touter. Touter, 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 Talcum powder, touter. Talcum, right. <clears throat> talcum powder tower on my shiny balls. <clears throat> and we lost Jeff. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, you know, Henry sweaty balls. Yeah, and, and, and Henry's and, 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 and Kinshadow's shiny and, ones. And, 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 and I'm going to go ahead and claim the ones that are at the uh, in the header of the uh, document here. The biggest, nastiest, hot, wet, and curry, <laughs> spicy, floppy, articulated rocket ship with large, spherical, brass-plated, monkey-filled fuel tanks riveted with pig iron puffy nipples. So, uh, yeah, that, that header has just grown over weeks and weeks and weeks. Thanks, okay, everybody. I'll try to do it. This, this shows a team effort, everybody. It, it shows. <laughs> it shows. It really does. Hours Lace up your campers. No. It's time to head out to the flight deck. <laughs> can't lace up your <laughs> I just had to. Okay. I, I, yeah, get, it out, I get out of your system. That's, <laughs> that's really? one reason, How does that work even? That's one reason why we do the intro, right? We sort of work out the bugs and the kinks and sort of get settled into the things. Uh, yeah. So get it out. Get it, let it, get I mean, it out. You can scrub them. You can shine them up. You may buff them and shave them, but you don't lace them. <laughs> oh, my God. I think I killed yeah, it. Don't, don't kill the immortal. Don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is why we do it every night, folks. Okay. Lavcon is coming to a hotel. Lavcon. Huh? Lavcon. It's Lavcon. No, I didn't. <laughs> you called it Lavcon. That's classic Jeff. <laughs> <clears throat> well, you know, with the extra O and E in there, the vowel's kind of silent. According, yeah, never mind. It's it's Lavcon. It's Lavcon. And let's do it from the top. Elite Dangerous is gearing up for a, the next interstellar initiative. All right. All right. Hey, can, we, can we do that one more time? Let's do it one more time from the top with a little less. What's that phrase? Um, I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. A little less Tony's a dick. A little less of that. Just just, just short that a smidge. Just, just. Just, 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 come on, just, just all you need to do is layer on no, a little bit done, more. We're done. See, to- you need to layer we're on done. a little bit more of Tony touch my butt. Yeah, yeah. One of you is the shiny ball. One of you is the the other ball. I'm the so between we've got it all. Pillar and stones, huh? Yeah, pillar and stones. (laughs) Okay. As members of the group autonomy, we renounce institutionalized abuse and fight for human digging it. Digging it. Fight for human digging it. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Whisper during pillar talk. And what is happening in Elite Dangerous beside our little border war? You know, your little ASMR thing got me a little <laughs> there, buddy. <laughs> Tony, can I have five minutes T- to vomit? TMI, 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 TMI. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Henry. We don't have enough audio editor support this week to put in five minutes of vomit there. You're just going to have to imagine it.
Oh, no, I've got the sound effect right here. I can push the button at the back of my throat, or he could just say that again. <laughs> Either way, it'll go off. <laughs> uh, <sighs> thinking about all that vomit's got me <laughs> clarifying. <laughs> 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 that was worse, I, right? I that that I was better than the I ASMR. Don't wanna, that was I don't worse. really care about your the state of your <laughs> And welcome to the final episode of Guard Frequency. It's been a great run. Almost, we almost and, made it six and, years. And you gotta know it's hot and sweaty at this point with no AC, right? Uh, sparkly gun cannon shooty things.